Hi there, I'm Birgit O'Connor and welcome to the World of Watercolor Painting Podcast. Now our goal is to keep you motivated, inspired, and just have fun. In today's video episode, we're going to do a little problem solving, working with brush strokes, and building color. And if you'd like to see more of these episodes, make sure to subscribe to the channel or go to my website, birgitoconnor.com, and join my email list. Now let's get started and have some fun. <laughs> do you two know each other? Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good. So how nice. You can you can paint together without actually having to leave your house. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Thank you so much for being here. Let her know I'm here. I can see you. And I wanted to thank you for this. And I do want to catch up with you at some point for my magic wand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you tried it? I don't know. I No, I haven't tried it. I'm not sure what to do with it yet. I guess it comes off like that. Isn't no. this... I'm like a Harry Potter person. Yeah, I like I this. Oh, did, did it come with a little bottle of ink? Yes. I will use that. I haven't gotten to that yet. It's very beautiful. Once you, I know. I thought it was pretty too. But once you stick that in the ink, you'd be surprised how long you can write with it. So it's called a signature pen. Oh, oh. I've used it, I've used it to sign paintings, but I've also used it for branches, uh, doing a mass on a sailboat, things like that. So let's, so everybody can see what this is, like this? The of a flower, you can make little, the little intricate parts of the inside of a flower. You could also, well, you could do a lot of things even with the rocks, you know, and little pebbles and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot. So when you get a chance. Yeah, and that's the first time that I've had a chance to actually talk to you, so I wanted to thank you for that. And I like the painting that you posted on Facebook, too. And I do I do want to get uh, all of, I, I'm thinking I'd like to get uh, some of my past students for the Develop Your Own Painting and pull, pull you all together and kind of follow up with you. So, but we'll, we'll do that later. So thank you. Okay, well, I'm going to say hi to uh, Marjorie for just a second. Yeah? I'm from Newfoundland and Labrador oh. in Canada. Oh my God. <laughs> and you've been there. <laughs> Up there. I loved it there. I, I know. We loved you. It was some and, of the uh, best memories I've ever had being there. Right. Well, I can believe it. Um, actually, I'm talking to you from Texas, however, because we come down for about six months of the year. So I'm in Wimberley, Texas. Oh, wow. Right well, it would make sense. This is a very cold time of year up there. I am very, And then I just have to tell everybody, I, one of the fun, I mean, the ladies up there that have, they took me out on a whaling boat, in our little whale ship out there, and to watch the humpbacks, and then we saw the, uh, is it the Cape, do you call them the Capelin? Those little fish? Capelin. Capelin. The Capelin were rolling, and they took me out there to the uh, to where they were coming in, and there was Velma and uh, a couple other ladies there, and I ended up uh, put. We just started putting them in our. It was just the craziest thing and fun, <laughs> and it was just outstanding. You know, I just loved it. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. So, Thank you. Okay, and you've got some amazing rocks up there. So oh, yes. beautiful, beautiful. 
<laughs> Love it. Okay, so and I, your your landscape is outstanding too. It's just amazing how it just goes right into the ocean in uh, a little bit south of um, St. John. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. So thank you so much for being here. Carolyn, there we go. Let's see if I got you there. Are you there? There. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. So where are you coming from? Um, Berkeley area. So um, we are nearby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is amazing. Well, thank you. Have you been in any of my workshops up there at the Point Reyes National Seashore? Yes. Uh, yeah, I've been in at least uh, three of them, the atmospheric landscapes. And uh, I can't remember. This is, oh, yeah, the rocks and glass, sea glass, and another one uh, that involved the... Um, the uh, no, it's more. Oh, I can't, anyway, these involve the rocks that's right out there at the point on point race. So, you did that out there at Chimney Rock. Yeah. Now, did we have the elephant seals below at that yeah. time? And that was yeah. so we had so just for all you ladies that um, don't know. Uh, Chimney Rock is out there at the end of the Point Reyes National Seashore. It's an old lifeboat station, and the elephant seals were down there. So the ladies that stayed there last night were awake by were awakened by all those big grunts of the elephant seals. So that that was a wonderful thing. Maybe at some point I'll reschedule more workshops out there. I loved working with the park at that time. So yeah, and it was very yeah, it, it was very inspiring just being out there in those surroundings. Yeah. I think that really added to it. Oh well, thank you. Well, so you've just all great workshops. So. Thank, thank, thank you, thank you. Well, this will be fun too. So thank you, Carolyn. All right, and I think while I'm thinking about this, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my palette. Now you can see it's really messy. And it's a shallow well pellet. That means it doesn't have a deep angle to it. And the reason being is because I may want to have, I want more control over the amount of water that I have in there. And I don't care that it isn't uh, perfectly clean. You can see it's definitely not. I will work with whatever I've got in front of me. And I don't put a lot of color in the wells because I like to add to it. If I want to work especially on a large image or a large a sky or something that has a, a lot of movement, I will add creamy color into it. And for this particular painting style, I plan on primarily using my, my blend brush my, and my natural brush. And how about if I just, can I do this? I'm just gonna show you this instead. So what happens is this is a, a synthetic brush and a synthetic brush is going to run out of water and color fairly easily. It's the cheaper brush and you think that you can do just about anything with it, but you can't. It has a tendency of lifting some previous color and you get a lot of control with it, but sometimes you just can't release the amount of water that you may want to release with that. And I will talk about all of this as we go along. And then this is a blend brush. So it holds more water and color. So it goes a little bit further, but then it runs out. So it has a tendency, this is a blend brush. It has the spring of a synthetic, but it also has a little bit of a bend to it. So it holds more water. And then this right here is actually a natural brush. So this would be the natural brush here. So it has um, 
a, a lot more water holding ability, but it's not a Kalinsky, so it's not going to be really floppy. It has some squirrel, ox hair, and some, uh, I think it's Russian Fitch. I think that's right. And how you can tell if you've got a synthetic or a blend or natural brush is if you, you can see how that's still a little soft there. If you blend it or push it over the side, if it's got a real consistent shine to it, that's going to be synthetic. If it's got more of a, an, an irregular uh, hair pattern to it, then that is going to be a blend brush. And then one that has more random color hair is going to be natural. Now they're making really good uh, synthetic brushes now too, so that's always an, an opt. That's always an option. All right, so I just wanted to kind of give you an idea because we're going to talk about brush strokes for just a second. What we want to do is get a flow in the stroke. So what you're going to do is work with your wrist and the amount of pressure. What also makes a difference is as you're doing this, you're going to work with the amount of water that's in the palette. And it's going to be with how you hold your brush. Like if I hold my brush like really straight like that, I'll, I'll get more of a line. So what I'm trying to do here is I'm going to go along and then I'm going to gradually increase just like that. And then I'm going to go up and gradually increase my pressure and gradually increase my pressure. So what I'm trying to get here is an irregular edge. Let's see if you can see that right through there. We're getting that irregular edge instead of a straight edge up there. And as you go along, and you go like that. See like, actually I might roll my brush a little bit because I'm trying to catch the tooth of the paper. Just a little bit through here because I wanted to show you, like catching the tooth of the paper right there can give you the impression of sparkle on the water or that windblown look or the spray coming off a wave. And for my people that are inland, I've been thinking more about rivers and lakes too, but since, so I will add that in at some point and hopefully not in the not too uh, distant future. Uh, I think, how about if we start with this? See, what I wanted to do here is actually show you how to remove that blossom, but would this help Eileen to give you an idea how to get more color up here and keep everything else soft down in this area? Yes. Okay. So here you're starting with an art, a painting that you want to enhance. Right. You've decided that you want to change some stuff. You want to add something. So this would get back, be closer to what I'm really think what okay. I'm really looking for. Okay. So what I'm thinking about here, and like I said, I was going to remove that, but I can use that as a fog bank back there. I'm going to add a little more French ultramarine blue, and I've got a Windsor blue red shade in there right now. That's what's in my palette, and it's not in the painting, but we'll work with it. Now, there's a couple ways that I can do it. If I come in wet on dry paper, I could end up with lines everywhere, so you have to work incredibly fast. But if I want to really have a rich, dark intensity of color, that's what you mean, right? I think yes okay all right so this is what I'm thinking about here is you can see the amount of water I have in my palette over here and then I'm going to mix more of a puddle 
You can see all that water in there. And I'm debating if I put more water on top, it's going to dilute. So if I really want that darker intensity of color, what I could do is do wet on dry, but I'm also going to make sure that I've got a large enough brush that I can uh, continue to uh, sweep the color on. And I'm also continually going back to my puddle here. And it, now as I'm expanding in size, I can easily get this line in here. So once I've gotten that far, I might use the 30 or I might use the hockey brush and I'll take that little bead of water that's accumulating along the bottom and then I'll soften this. And if I want a, a ragged edge like that, I could leave it. Or if I want... I was just thinking, okay, so what I did here is I pressed a little harder, and by pressing a little harder, I'm not releasing that water. Or I could take that number 30. So I'm thinking, all right, I've added some more color into it, but how about if I continue and add more color? If I want another layer, do you see how I'm keeping my paper slightly tilted so the color can continue to travel? And I also have the first or the second layer of color underneath here. Let it move. It helps me to see, if you have a particular problem, it helps me to see what the problem is instead of, uh, you know, I'm just trying to imagine So I'm softening a few of these edges, getting a little more water in here. Do I want to leave it like this or do I want to change that? Then it all depends on how I hold my paper. Does that help you uh, have a better idea of how to apply more color into it? Yes, it does. Thank you. Okay, and then I think... I will show you my example. I'll send it to you and how I fixed it and then you can let me know what you think. Okay. Well, so since I'm working on this anyway right here, I brought that intense color down here and I don't have that color anywhere else that has some of that uh, Windsor blue into it. I'm thinking, how about if I bring some of that down here? How about if we just play with this a little bit? And maybe what I'll do is just skip along the surface. I'm thinking, do I want to have more of that blue or would it be more effective just by flattening my brush a little bit? and change it. It just creates a different kind of effect in there. So, so I'm pretty happy with that the way it is. I don't necessarily like this in here, so I still don't like it. I'm going to go ahead and get rid of that. I like that area down there. I'm going to tear this. This is wet. This is, uh, the paper's wet, and this is wet too. So I'm just going to go ahead and soften that up right through there. Then take my number 30, remove that extra water. Well, actually, this is going to be a great example because I don't like this. Okay, so how about if I did this and I don't like it? I'm going to go ahead, take it out. I rotated my um, sponge a little bit. I'm going to get it wet. And so I've got this area. Uh, I don't like it. I think it's okay on what you can see, but in reality, I don't think it looks good at all. 
So what I'm thinking is I'm going to go with a little heavier consistency of color, so not as much water, more French ultramarine blue, and I'm going to try to make it a little more dramatic. Taking whatever color I have in here, Maybe, let's see what happens, I don't know. So of course, if I leave it like that, that looks really horrible. I think this is gonna be great to answer your question. And then what I'm doing is I'm thinking, okay, how about if I try to create, uh, use that as a fog bank back there, the surface is semi-damp uh, through here. I'm gonna just create a little sweep and then I need to lift my paper up and let it move. And if it's not moving the way I want, I need to come back in with more water and maybe just soften this edge a little bit. But it all has to do with how I hold the paper and I like that more. Does that help? Yes, okay. because you added so much more intensity to it. It's much darker. It looks much better. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And then even right over here, I've got a little dry area. So I'm going to take a damp brush here and I'm just going to touch it right through there. I'm just barely touch it with, with that light touch because then the surrounding water can fill it in instead of uh, me picking the color up. So now I actually like this more than I did before. And and hopefully that also shows you to just work with whatever is happening on the paper. And I could get fussy with things, but what I like about this is the impression because by having that impression there, it actually allows the viewer to engage more with the painting. And let's see, I'm gonna get a mat. Let's take a look at it with the mat on. Even though everything is wet, you can just kind of, now what what's happening here is that I'm more engaged with looking at this area so I don't really need to focus on any of those other details in there it just to me invites the viewer in you don't need to have all those details and explain the whole story to the viewer it just gives them something to look at and be part of all right then are you all ready to start painting Okay, everyone, thank you so much for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day <laughs> or evening. And uh, I will talk to you soon, okay? All right, bye everyone, take care, bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed yourself. And if you'd like to hear more of these episodes, make sure to subscribe to the channel or go to my website, barricadeoconnor.com. So until next time, have fun and happy painting.